This podcast contains adult language. If you'd like a beeped version, it does not exist. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. How are you survivalists? This is the podcast that takes inspiration from life and tells you how to survive everything. I'm Molly Merwin, and of course, I'm joined by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy, and we are doing online dating. Ladies, how are you? How was your week? <laughs> I was good, thanks, Molly. How are you? I'm good. Why are you two laughing so much? Because you did the Mrs. Doubtfire hello again, and it just oh. cracked me up. Hello, dear. I loved it. Hello, Molly. Yeah, good, thank you. No news with me. Still in the pandemic. That's my entire update. Great. Amazing. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, how are you? How's your week been? <laughs> I'm good. I've really got into mountaineering stuff, which means that um, I <laughs> did not see that coming, I gotta say. So I, for the listeners, before we started, Kaylee's like, oh, I got something ready for today. And I was like, oh, okay, probably something about her book or whatever. Mountaineering, did not see that coming. Go ahead. So, so yeah, so I've read a book. It was a ghost story. Honestly, really recommend it. I read it in three days. It's by Michelle Pava. And it's called Thin Air, A Ghost mm -hmm. Story. And it's mm -hmm. about a climb up the Mount Kanchenjunga, which is the third highest peak in the Himalayas. But it's also mm -hmm. the most deadliest. Wow. I tell you what, I've never read about mountaineering before, but it is just amazing to imagine them yeah. being up there and consistently freezing cold. And oh I think God. he got his toes chopped off at the end because obviously he had frostbite. But it takes so long like to even get to the end of the mountain. And these, this book's set in 1920. Well, anyway, so I read the, the that book and I just was fascinated with the descriptions of the snow, the avalanches, like everything that I then was like, well, what documentaries can I watch about the actual people who first summited it? And I read about George Mallory, who was the guy who went up Mount Everest, I think first. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like, oh, wow. He, he went in the 1920s, like at the very beginning, before all of the amazing clothes that people can wear now. And the clothes look like, you know, it could be a hackney hipster, like the clothes that they, the Victorians <laughs> used to mountaineer in. They are cool. Like, yeah. it's also a bit steampunky. So if yeah. you are like into steampunk, you could just wear old school mountaineering clothes. And watch this documentary called The Wildest Dream. And it's about a modern day mountain mountaineer who has summited Mount Everest now. Mm -hmm. But FYI, apparently Mount Everest is so busy now. Like, isn't that sad? Yeah. Why do we need Very to conquer stuff and then make it all busy? Like, yeah. leave the mountain alone. Did you see how, like, how much trash has been left along? Did you read oh, that? Oh, it makes me that? so sad. It's sad. But here's a positive recently. So obviously there's a lot of people come in and, and fly in from all over the world and do Mount Everest. But recently, and it's in Nepal, and but recently this Nepalese group, you know, summited. And as they were doing it, they were singing the the Nepalese, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, national anthem. And it was like really nice. Uh, they're like doing it together. Yeah. They're going all together. And I don't know what the Nepalese anthem was, but I heard it and it was, it was actually nice. like, yeah. That is so lovely. Yeah. Can I tell you, I already knew that story for the funniest yeah. reason. Okay. So 
I found my old school reports last week because obviously I'm bored and I was reading through one from when I was 10 and my teacher when I was 10 I thought was such a dick and when I look back as an adult with an adult's perspective I'm like no no you really were a dick like he was just the worst oh I hated him anyway I read my report And it was like, there was one page of it where he said, it was just such a catty comment. Like, Mm. oh, um, like it was something about me being a slow reader. Like I used to get nervous reading in class. So he said like, she's coming along in fluency, but she needs to work on maintaining the listener's interests or something. And I just thought, Jesus, I'm 10. I'm sorry that I'm not yeah. like a raconteur of stories when I'm 10 fucking years old. Dick. That was like anyway. a heckle before you even yes, became the stand-up comedian. Such a heckle. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't stand him. Anyway, I then, but this is how much, because whenever, because I know I sound English, but my family is Scottish. And in my heart of hearts, I know I'm Scottish because because You've of got when a heart I do inside your heart, right in my heart, my heart. <laughs> I didn't right? even know she had a heart to begin with. So. <laughs> I am so Scottish because of the deep sense of vengeance I sometimes feel. Yeah. So when I read this report, I looked up this old teacher on Facebook <laughs> purely because I wanted to check if he was still alive, yeah. and then was mildly disappointed when I was like ah oh, he's not dead yet which is awful and I know it is but genuinely I was like maybe he's died now maybe he no longer you matters found him. yeah and he's really into mountaineering in Nepal so he posted that news story because <laughs> I he used to when I was a kid always show us you know what do you call them like slideshows of his trips to Nepal because it made him seem more like he had yes. a personality and yeah. wasn't a dick, which is not true. Um, this is actually a good thing that he's still alive. You should send him like all your like stand up reviews and all your awards you, you you've gotten and be like, I mean, not all the reviews. Yeah, <laughs> I'll not, send the positive ones. Yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, <laughs> some of like... them very much agreed with him. <laughs> But you know what I mean? And be like, who's keeping the listener's attention now, dickhead? But do you know, I had the saddest moment where I feel like a year ago, I could have done that. I could have been like, I'm a professional comedian. Fuck you. Whereas now I feel like I'm unemployed and I live in my mum's spare room. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm exactly where you said I would be. Well done. What a prediction. <laughs> Daisy, you are in the masses. That is m- what most people are doing yeah. right now. That is true and that is comforting but some people are just sharing their bed with their mum yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's right he's I'm, probably I've got sharing his bed with his mum because he can't yeah. Yeah. he can't summit mount everest anymore can he, he can't fly out there. <laughs> i mean this is this is true this is true but yeah sorry but, but to no, bring this just, round to my trauma it was a lovely no, story you have done something this week, but the the weirdest thing about this <laughs> the weirdest thing about this documentary it's called the wildest dream. I really me- recommend watching it. It's this new mountaineer from modern day going back to Mount Everest and retracing the footsteps of George Mallory and John Irvine, who were the first Westerners to summit the mountain. Because honestly, all the Sherpas got up there first, and Sherpas yeah. don't actually yeah, feel altitude. So I don't know. Yeah. It feels a bit weird, actually, that it's like what the first Westerner to summit the mountain. Yeah, but it's so harrowing. He goes up and he's like, "I'm sure George Mallory 
made it up there I'm sure but there's no evidence because he never came back they both would they both disappeared they saw them on the top of the mountain they sent a letter down to them by Sherpa and then they saw them and then at whatever time then they disappeared they never came back so this guy goes up with his climbing partner and he finds the body of of George Mallory which is 70 years or something that's been passed or maybe a hundred years I don't know he's lying face down in the snow pretty much you know he's been frozen broke basically he had made it to the top he hasn't got the picture of his wife which he said he'd leave at the top and that's what tells them but also he broke his femur and uh, from the the way that they studied the body they can tell that he, that where they fell and that they made it to the top and then come back down yeah so it, it it's just very weird george john irvin's body never was found but george mallory's mm. and it's still there now what was i say i heard well thanks climate change because like climate change you know everything's warming and they're starting to find more and more bodies on Mount oh, Everest yeah. that were frozen and covered up with snow. But now because of climate oh. change, things are starting to melt. So they're expecting Ooh. to find like more there's, and more there's bodies. There's so many people that have gone missing doing these mountain yeah. treks. It's like another, you know, it's like another world. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. like, it's mad. I couldn't live. I don't think I could live at that freezing temperature for like no, weeks on definitely end. Not. Mm-hmm. Also, I love how Kaylee's become our culture critic. She was, she's, she's reviewed the cabin. She was telling us about yeah. Wonderlust <laughs> book last year, last week. Now it's, yeah. it's Wildest Dreams, which I've written down. I love it. I love it. You do, I, I really recommend it. You can watch it on, it's not on any of the things, but there is a nature program where you watch it full. Okay. Cool. You should put that on your online dating profile. I don't have an online. I don't have one anymore. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. Well, today, as I mentioned, we are doing online dating, especially with like pandemic. People are using it more and more. Like that's I don't I like you can't meet people any other way other than like apps and stuff. No, because if someone comes up to you in the street and goes, "Hey, can I have your number?" Fuck you, know. you super spreader. Six feet. Yeah, exactly. Right. What oh, do you look gosh. like under your mask? Yeah. Well, I had a friend said that he's like he's just kind of given up on dating right now because he's like you can meet in parks and you can only do so much but then and you can like send each other fun links and stuff but it's not like you can be intimate you know if you're just starting a relationship if it's new like you can't be really intimate you can't like hang out or like have other experiences other than like in a park you could have like a modern day you've got mail though do you remember that film oh my god i love that film i watched it over christmas it's not exactly a christmas movie but christmas does happen in it and i watched it and i loved it i love that movie I've never seen that's it. That's the one with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan where they send yeah. each other emails and yeah. don't realize who each other are, yeah. which I liked. But you know the one that I still find baffling because I always think it's just basically the story of a woman like under <laughs> any other context, a woman having a breakdown. Is that one called The Lake House? You oh know, my Sandra God, Bullock? yes, yes. With Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. It's, yeah, and- it's- she talks to someone through time so they like send each other letters and I think he lived there in the past and yeah it's but honestly if one of you guys said like oh I'm seeing someone he sends me letters from the past I'd be like oh Molly we need to talk about Kaylee why is it me I don't know why I assume that would be Kaylee but (laughs) (laughs) but I've got I've got a happy story for you okay there are ways around it around this dating thing so my friend started meeting this guy for walks they'd go on like walks together they live in the same area now she's really really good like she she keeps to the rules absolutely she lives alone as well and he also does 
So they isolated for 14 days separately. And then he came over for the fourth day. Aww. So I think that's, that's nice. fine. Oh, yeah. Totally. I don't think, yeah, I don't that's, think that's nice. like there's ways around this established relationship yeah. thing. And yeah, I yeah. thought it was really creative because I wouldn't have thought of that. So no, I wouldn't have yeah. either. But like what good I, on them though. I would want the person to clarify where the walk was because I can walk on flat surfaces like I say, I say flat surfaces I'm not a cat like I can walk <laughs> on the flat for hours but see if someone was like oh let's climb up this mountain or hill I'd be like hmm or we could just walk around here walk around the mountain but is there a mountain or a hill near you because remember yeah. you can't go too far oh that's a very good point no there isn't yeah. so I'd be fine so... I can dump Ben immediately and date one of the old <laughs> men in the village <laughs> there is though there is one old man in our village who I know from like years ago because we're in the village pantomime together and he goes out on his walk every day and I keep bumping into him and honest to god it makes my day like he Aww. is beyond adorable like I love him and honestly Aww. it's my favorite part of the day when I bump into him and we just have a little chat oh Alex and I our first date was on a hike because we lived in Colorado so. Oh, oh, that's cool. such an American thing to say. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, not only that, we had the most Colorado first date ever because Colorado has specifically Fort Collins, which is like 45 minutes from Denver, but then then it's Denver, but Denver has the most brewery, second most breweries per capita in I think the world, at least in the US. Brilliant. So we, we went on a hike and then we went to a brewery for lunch. Why not? Yeah. It was I like, think that's the thing about walking, the, the yeah. food you can and the drink you can eat afterwards. Yeah, it was great. It was literally the best first date I ever had. And I married him. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm really excited about online dating ladies because I should have probably maybe prepped you guys for this as you're prepping your top tips. But as we, we talked about this a little bit in modern love episode from season one, a little bit of online dating, but I never did online dating. So I feel like in some ways this will be good for me to judge because I'm thinking, okay, if I suddenly had to online date are like, these are good tips for me to to hear. I don't know. I could either, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm the judge. So it doesn't really matter if I'm the yeah. best judge or not. So, but yeah, I'm really excited. So let's get to it, ladies. As you know, every week, Daisy and Kaylee bring three top tips for the chosen subject with this week is online dating. They present them in three rounds. And I, as the judge, use my own reasoning and decide whose top tip is best. I award points for top tips. I award points for things I like to hear. And as we learned last week, I will even take points away if there's any back mouth or upstaging the judge. <laughs> and Kaylee won last week. I believe we are tied for the season so far, but Kaylee won last week. So she is going to go first. So Kaylee, what is your first top tip for surviving online dating my first top tip is be a mountaineer every day is a climb and a summit because it's um linking into my reading so you can't just climb a mountain and get to the summit you have to be prepared wear the right clothing and footwear plan the safer stages for you to sleep and i believe dating should be regarded in the same way mountain terminology is also symbiotic to dating an avalanche is an unexpected fall of snow but it's quite similar to how you might feel when you find out the guy you're dating is sleeping with someone else Ooh. acclimatization is when the human body adapts to the high altitudes this is similar to how you feel when you start to like someone more and more you have spent your life angry and bitter and suddenly the way you experience the world is different and quite dizzying when you like somebody 
or love somebody. Nobody just climbs a mountain. They give it real thought. By thinking about your date in the same way, you can be more prepared. For example, the girl you're arranging to go on a walk with doesn't really respond to your messages. And when she does, they are really manic and don't make any sense. Mm. Perhaps it's best not to go on a date with this person. It may be that she is scared or nervous, but you are too. And you are not dating people to save them. Yes. So call it off and look for someone who is on a similar page to you. I think we're encouraged to just jump into things as Generation X, Millennials, all that sort of thing. Put ourselves out there. But really, we must think about what we're doing more, especially since now is a good time to get to know somebody without the societal pressures that can affect new relationships. For example, meeting friends, parents, attending work parties, birthdays and gigs. These things can happen so you can get to know your lover as your lover and establish a true bond with them without the rushed schedule of working life constantly pulling you apart. I've always been the kind of girl who preferred to meet up rather than text. I was always putting myself out there, but perhaps I did it too much. And as a consequence, lost sight of what I actually wanted. Mm. I've got bad dating stories coming out of my ears. And for a while, it was funny sharing those stories with my friends who had similar ones or taking those experiences to the stage. But I don't have to ruin my actual life by going out with knobheads, capital letters. (laughs) My actual life doesn't have to be so shit. I am a joke but I'm not the joke. So yeah, be a mountaineer, plan your day and yeah. Love it. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. I actually thought it was quite a good tip. So I enjoyed that Kaylee lost steam at the final moment and went, so yeah. (laughs) It was all right. I see what you're saying. The only thing I would say is that I liked seeing people in the real world and how they react to things because- When I was doing like circuit comedy, I was away from home a lot. So sometimes I might meet someone, say in London, message for weeks and not have the time to actually see them. So obviously it's good to be able to like have time now. I mean, I'm married, so it's useless to me, but it's, you know, it would have been. But I remember being on a date with someone in a restaurant and I found him really discourteous to the waiter Mm. and I had really liked him until that point. And then he said something rude to the waiter and I was, it wasn't rude. It was just like a bit fucking snappy and he didn't snap his fingers, but it was like a verbal finger snap. And I just thought, oh my God. Like, Okay. Can I go full mode on you now here? Sure. Were there any flags before that? And no, there really there was wasn't. I really, can't believe that. I can't believe that. But I genuinely think it's easier to make yourself appear like more favorable in like just a text or a call. Yeah. Like, do you mean because you're you're only talking? There's nothing to kind of test it. Whereas like in the real world you interact with them but also other people and you see how they interact with other people and if someone's like the two biggest things that put me off were if someone was rude to other people like strangers obviously they're not for me but also when someone just wasn't socially this sounds awful and really judgmental but like I remember dating this guy who just he was nice but he just wasn't great in social situations but it got to the point that I just thought 
This is actually really tricky because like we went to a comedy club and he didn't laugh once and it was a funny show, but he just yeah. like stared at them and looked See, a bit that's, confused. That's interesting because I've done the same. I was on, on a date with a guy and I brought him along to something I was reading at. I was reading a story and he sat there and he didn't laugh at anything, but that was because he was being rude. Obviously this person wasn't, they had, but he, well, I yeah. don't know. I don't. I suspect okay. they weren't being rude, but I yeah. Well, he not. well he was being rude, and I was like really, really kind of annoyed at him. And then afterwards, he was like, "Do you want your notes on your story?" And I was like, <gasps> "Sorry, I didn't ask for your That's fucking notes." So that that is rude. Yeah. I would find that intolerably rude because it's like but it's also he had such a it's so arrogant. He, yeah, he had such a like male privilege, and he was annoyed at people who you know like people with in Edinburgh saying like, oh, you know, straight white men, like we don't need to hear your story right now. There's other stories that we need to prioritize. Mm -hmm. And he had mm -hmm. a real, what's it called? The word, um, entitlement. Yeah, like, and, and everything annoyed him. So he had to keep mm. like sort of putting out his power and mm -hmm. that's what happened. But even after that, I still continued to, for some reason, I don't know why, even though I knew deep down that this guy was awful and by, I still that's quite that's quite generous though that's nice to give someone a try beyond their you know if it no I think it I think it was embarrassing I think it was really embarrassing because I completely stepped out of my power gave it all to him and allowed behavior that I wouldn't I don't think is healthy for anyone I hope that's not embarrassing though because I've done that like a hundred times yeah I was gonna say like <laughs> oh you yeah. have I yeah. feel I yeah. so oh my much. god I have too we I oh, think okay. every woman okay, has every yeah? person has okay. yeah I don't I, I think I, you know I don't want to I don't want to make it just a woman thing but I think women we have a tendency I think we're I don't want to be like we're nurturing or nurturers yeah. like that's kind of societal but it but I think women have more tolerancy but but Way more. I don't want to say it's it's only women but yeah everybody has done that when I think of oh god when I think of the guys I've dated and the shit that I put up with I'm just like why mm. and then I kick myself but then I'm like you know what like if I didn't put up with that I wouldn't have learned from it and I wouldn't have ended up with the first yeah but it's still like forgive yourself and that's just part of like dating in life yeah okay with that oh my gosh that's so nice <laughs> <laughs> with that daisy what is your first top tip for online dating okay my first top tip for online dating is always remember that you are in the real world and they are in the real world and what i mean by that is sometimes i think people when they just see photos and messages and it's all kind of 2d they can forget that that's a real person yeah. and they can forget mm -hmm. that they're still responsible as a human the way they are in the real world and i'll explain what i mean a guy, when this is a true story, when I was online dating in Scotland, a man messaged me and said, and this is a quote, would you like me to rape you? Right? <gasps> what the I know. What the hell? And it baffled me, firstly, because, I mean, conceptually, I thought you're an idiot because if I say yes, it's not rape. But obviously that wasn't the hill yeah. I was dying on on this incredibly <laughs> violent thing to say. <laughs> But he then, so I then messaged back and I was like, something like, well, that's rude. And he basically, I won't, he just said something much 
ruder and more horrible back. And then he blocked me. But he, on his profile, made it clear from one of the... Now, this is proper, like, sleuth, like... (laughs) This makes me sound like a psychopath. But honestly, because I had done nothing wrong, we'd only just started talking, it just made me so angry that he felt he could say that to just a stranger. And on one of his pictures, he had, like, an emblem of where he worked. So, basically... (laughs) I knew his name from the profile (laughs) and I cannot tell you the level of sleuthing I went to. Previous to this comment, he had said about going to the stand, which is a comedy club that I go to. I went on the stand page, found his comment from that page, found where he worked from his real profile. Like I literally... This took me hours. Like I was like, because Edinburgh's not a big place. It's a small population. It doesn't like you can find people if you know where they work and a bit about them. So anyway, long story short, I found him and I messaged him on his real profile and he was a youth worker (gasps) and he worked for like a charity and I I messaged him and I was like I think what you said and then I showed the screenshot I was like it was incredibly rude very it's not okay and I want you to apologize and then he sent like this long like apology message Obviously, just because I was like, I'm going to tell your boss. But yeah. I just thought, no, you don't get to just say that to people. No, well and done. then he needs to be held to account. Exactly. Because yeah. I thought this is, I'm a real person. Because also, yeah. I don't care. Like, if someone says that to me, I'm just like, this is a really horrible thing to say. But there are other people that that would really, you know... I don't know, unnerve them. And I thought that's not okay. So long story short, remember you're always in the real world for that reason, just be a decent person. But also, interestingly, following the Capitol Hill domestic terrorist events in America, mm-hmm. where, as I'm sure all you, as you all know, um, domestic terrorists who were Trump supporters, they sort of got riled up from a Trump rally and then they marched on Capitol Hill, which is like... I think, Molly, you could correct me on this, the kind yeah. of American equivalent of, like, the House of Parliament. It's where, like, democracy it's, yeah, is it's part of Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our parliament, yeah. Or equivalent. So, basically, there is now a viral hunt coordinated on Twitter <laughs> where women will use apps like Bumble and, you know, you know, OkCupid, okay, yeah. but especially Bumble, where basically they'll set their location to Washington and they will try and get men to tell them if they've been involved in the riot. Amazing. And then these women will send that information to the anonymous, like the FBI tip line. Like they'll send screenshots like it's this guy because they'll because the men will send them photos. But a woman called Liz O'Sullivan, who's the tech director of Surveillance Technology Oversight Project in New York, she said that she was against this because she was against big tech because also Bumble and Match Group have banned these men from their yeah. from their sites. She said she was basically against big tech tech taking any kind of stance but her quote was these people deserve the right to seek a partner in one of the few ways we have to socialize and seek love during pandemic and then she also compared it to well what if big tech used it to like out black lives matter protesters as if like you know so i understood her point was that at at this moment we agree with what big tech is doing but what if they were doing something that we disagreed with yeah 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 
which I kind of understand, but I found something so funny about the idea that these men who stormed Capitol Hill, and I don't really want to call them protesters because I don't really feel mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. It was very- They're like, insurrectionists. Exactly. That they also want a girlfriend, but I feel they'd really <laughs> benefit from a girlfriend. Yeah. Because <laughs> some of them, like, so Jake Angeli, who was the, you know, QAnon. So that's yeah. like that- completely baseless conspiracy theory that lots of people online yeah well I say lots of people like it's it's this whole thing in America where they think there's like this secret group of satanists and it's all led by Hillary Clinton so it's like a completely baseless conspiracy that came off messaging boards but anyway so he's a shame in inverted commas from that yeah and he was the one that looked like a kind of poor man's Jamiroquai you know the one that had horns (laughs) on he's in a lot of the photos yeah so basically there was him the other people we know at the protests were proud boys which are a far right group in america which i think is such a funny name because it sounds like the name your nana would give like a band that you came up with when you were seven and also it's just so defensive like we're proud of being racist and awful anyway but yes so republican politicians tried to say that these men weren't like representing them and actually that they were like left wingers in disguise and they took a picture of the guy at Jake Angeli the guy I mentioned they took a a picture of him at a Black Lives Matter protest and we're like, see, he was at a Black Lives Matter protest. But then you read later in the article that he was protesting the Black Lives Matter protest. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, that's not really the same thing. But yeah, but I think the important thing, I think it is a good thing in this case because you are still linked even in online dating. Personally, I think it's good that you're still responsible for what you do in the real world. And I kind of like the women that are using Bumble to, you know, basically out racists and then then give their information to the FBI. Because ultimately, like, a police officer died at that riot and it was... Five people in all died. But with the three other people, were some of them protesters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. But I, I think what they did was wrong. And personally, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm okay with them being held to account. So yeah. that was a really waffly tip, but that's why. Yeah, but it's a tough one because I, I do see what that woman's saying because it's a fair point, right? Sorry, Kaylee, I'm just butting in on your response. Mm. But I do see what that woman's saying because, yeah, mm. it, like if this was Black Lives Matter, we would have a problem with it. But I think the differences between Black Lives Matter and this is these were people that stormed the fucking U.S. Capitol. They mm. were trying and they literally threatened multiple senators and house of representatives lives and said they were going to kill them like it's a big difference it's a huge huge difference because these were people that were literally storming the capitol they brought the confederate flag yeah confederate battle flag that didn't even happen during the civil war they brought it into the u.s capitol anyway sorry kaylee what is your response no i was just gonna say there's if a black lives matter is a a protest yeah. which was a peaceful protest in the town where where did it happen all, all over america right all, 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 all over yeah and it's it, it the, was it's not the same it's not the same as what that was the no insurrection or whatever it's yeah. not the same yeah. so i don't think it's fair for that woman to bring it up as a as a comparison because it's 
a hypothetical situation she's bringing up which is mm. not real so why is yeah. she using something that's not real to propagate fact I just yeah. don't think that that is that's it's right and what happened mm. yeah what it just and it just makes a parallel between those two things which there yeah. shouldn't be because one is mm. fighting for equality and one is overthrowing democracy and saying yeah. everyone needs to listen to us even though the fucking president has lost. We are refusing mm, to accept, to the accept that. They're completely different things. And I think that that woman has made an error by using them as a comparison. I, I think her point was, though, that there was no comparison because that yeah. was... Her point was that at this point, because obviously I think she was trying to think of the most kind of righteous thing she could. So she was saying, yeah. like, you would never want to suppress those voices but big her point her point was more about big tech so the fact that actually yeah. they themselves like bumble and match were because they're all one group so or two of them are they're two groups but they're big businesses and that they were making the decision on who so that was her point i think yeah mm. okay great thank you ladies that is around one we can have i Kate- not one really yeah. quick thing so yeah i think the equivalent to what daisy got asked by that guy in her first bit yeah so i got a message when i was on online dating from a guy do you want to come to the butchers with me tomorrow <laughs> and i was like <laughs> um i'm a vegan sorry <laughs> He went, oh, vegan's not cool anymore. Come on, come to the butchers with me and pick up my meat. And I was like, is this, what is this? Uh, What I said. Is euphemism? uh, Yeah, I said, sorry, sir. I will not be coming to the butchers with you. And then he blocked me. And I wonder if it's this guy from Edinburgh who's now changing what he's saying. And he keeps, he keeps changing it. So it's, can I rape you? Which is weird asking somebody. (laughs) And also can, will you come to the butchers with me? Like, I don't know what more manifestations his, his vocab can have, but yeah, it really reminded me of that. (laughs) Oh man. I'm suddenly really glad I never online dated. Okay. So round one, we have Kaylee with Look at online dating like mountaineering. Every day is a climb and a summit. You're not dating someone to save them. I love that. That was something when I dated, like I knew in my mind, but I, yeah. in my heart, I was like, no, I can be the one. And finally yeah. I hit 30 and I'm like, you're never going to be the one. Just move on. <laughs> and then Daisy, you are in the real world and they are in the real world, real world. You are in the real world. They are in the real world. Yeah, I really like both of these. And also with Daisy, I think Daisy made a good point of that's just online everything. Mm. I feel like with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, people just throw stuff out there. And it's just like this unmitigated, unfiltered thing. And people just think they can put things. And because suddenly we're not human online, but these are Mm. humans that you're talking to. So really great. Also real fun thing, that horn guy I'm calling him Horn Guy, the insurrectionist. Sure. He was arrested. How about this pr- privileged entitlement? He wasn't eating in jail because the food wasn't all organic. So he was refusing to eat. Wow. I'm like, if you're going to do an insurrection, you need to accept that you may not get organic food. I'm also a little concerned that Daisy, the guy that you worked with was a youth worker. 
Like yeah, he's asking all women. I didn't work with him, but he, the guy that was sorry, the guy that you were trying that 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 was trying to date you. Yeah. He he was a youth worker and he worked for a. He should have been. You should have called him out. Charity at um, a, a what charity? I'm sorry. A, a church oh. charity, like a church funded charity. See that? I mean, there's so many red flags there. Oh, mm. anyway, okay. So I really like both of these. I'm going to give Daisy the two points for you are in the real world and they're in the real world. Cause I think that's good for online dating. And I think that's just good life survival skills. So I'm giving two points to Daisy. I am giving Kaylee a point as well, because I do like that. You're not dating someone to save them. And you know, every day is a climb and a summit. I think that's good to remember and prepare yourself for such. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to go into round two. Kaylee, what is your second top tip for surviving online dating? My second top tip is to think about your unconscious bias when it comes to dating. At the moment, there's a debate online or or there's a debate happening involving the race filters on dating apps and Grindr, Jacked and Scruff have ditched them in the wake of the George Floyd and in support of the Black Lives Matter protests. I wanted to include this conversation because I feel like it is something that white people overlook when they're dating. And my sources that I've used, I'm looking at a Rolling Stone article by Lester, Fabian Braithwaite, and it's called Why Dating Apps Are Racist as Fuck. This article states how the ethnicity filter on dating apps are propagating racism and as a result has opened up a space where men on Grindr, and he shows some profiles, think that they are validated in writing whites only on their profiles. (gasps) While these profiles might be deleted, for a long time they were not, the behavior behind the comment and the racism of that person continues to exist. Mm -hmm. They've not been held to account. A person speeding is stopped by the police, fined, and then made to go on a speed awareness course to drive properly. And people need to be held to account for this racism. Like if you are a big big tech company and that profile is getting deleted, I feel like that something needs to happen there because the racist behavior is just going to happen somewhere else. We have to push dating. This is what Lester says. We have to push dating apps to be inclusive, but also people need to check themselves and unwind their unconscious bias. He says that we should ditch the ethnicity filter, but also the racism of the people who are using the apps. And he he says that dating apps are racist. And he asks the question, why do we have an ethnicity filter in the first place? It's a really interesting article. Mm-hmm. I recommend going yeah. and reading it. And obviously it talks about the fact that race should not be a criteria for partner selection and race-based rejection is promoted by the ethnicity filter as it's the idea that whiteness is the hallmark of desire. Mm. On the other side of this argument, I looked at another article on Stylist magazine called Online Dating, Why Race Filters Create a Safe Environment for Black Women on Dating Apps. Mm. And Habiba Katcha agrees with the ethnicity filter because she feels that the ethnicity filter creates a safe environment for her to date. So she says, I can see how people would deem Hinge's feature as discriminatory. I don't know how to say that word. Because it allows you to consciously shut yourself off from other races. But for a black woman who has had bad experiences in the past, it makes online dating feel like a much safer place. Mm. However, she also acknowledges that the erotic objectification of race is enabled by the filter. So she also says, ironically, 
this is the downside of having ethnicity filters on apps as it allows people who have a racial fetish to easily seek out ethnic minority women whilst dating online. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I can have a side on it as I don't use the ethnicity filters when I had online apps. But I just think it, it's good for us all to be co- trying to unwind our implicit bias and to acknowledge that we have it. And we have to work we have to work towards a more inclusive society where class, color, and sexual orientation are accepted and not marginalized. Great. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. Yeah, I think it's actually, it's a really interesting tip. I didn't realize there were ethnicity filters. When I was online dating, if there were, I, I, I mean, I believe you, I just, I didn't use them. But I think the people writing whites only on their profile does make me sad but then also I see what that lady's saying that if someone felt that way maybe it's better to know they feel Mm. that yeah if someone's a massive racist I suppose it's saves you time to know it the other way around but yeah Yeah. very yeah interesting great thank you Daisy with that Daisy what's your second top tip for surviving online dating so my second top tip is as someone if you're the the person online dating, don't feel in your profile or even when you're initially dating that you have to tell someone everything about you, including all the negatives, because I mm. think all the perceived negatives, because I think that sometimes people do that as a, a slight insecurity, especially women. We think, well, if yeah. we tell everyone immediately all of our flaws, if they accept them and pass that test, then great, then we can then they could get to know the good bits. Do you know what I mean? As if like, in case they might have been put off, let's just get it out of the way, that kind of idea. I read an article, a woman in America saying she wasn't sure whether to disclose that she had bipolar disorder, but she she had quite severe bipolar, which is why she was off work. She was on social security and she was asking a sort of agony aunt, should I, you know, should I say that? But I think especially, so I have mental health issues, but I think there's such a stigma with mental health Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have put that on my profile because I think if you have depression or anxiety, that's not all that you are. That's not the sum total. Whereas there's some people that hear that and they then discount you and I think that when everyone else is putting their best foot forward you have to do the same or comparatively you'll look worse so and often like you could say two things about the same person they could be completely both are true so like at the time I was online dating I could have said I'm a stand-up comedian I'm award-winning I live in London I have great friends all these things are true but I also could have said I'm struggling. I'm a struggling stand-up comedian. I never have any money. Um, <laughs> you know, I struggle with my mental health. I'm in financial difficulty. Both statements are true and both are hiding things, but you, it, it's just how you frame it. So I would say frame yeah. yourself well. So basically what you're saying is do a dating CV. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I never tell prospective employers that you know, I'm going to half-ass it. I will, but I don't tell them that. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. Kaylee, is that your response? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I love these. I love both of these. So we have Kaylee with be mindful of unconscious bias. And then Daisy, don't tell someone everything about yourself, good or bad. As Kaylee said, maybe you have a dating CV. I think for online... Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I'm giving... I'm, okay. Okay. 
So I'm going to give uh, lots of points off this, uh, out this, this, this area, this area, this round. So I'm going to give two points to Daisy for don't tell someone everything about yourself, good or bad, because everybody has bad shit about themselves. Okay. Like we all have bad shit. And like, I don't like, let's, let's see the good in, in each other first. And also I remember one time I dated this guy. It was right after his, I mean, he was a rebound. He was a rebound. Definitely. But we thought we were being really mature because we just got, we were just like really honest with each other and we just got everything out. And it, it ended up being a very quick and short relationship. And I, sometimes I'm like, I think I was too honest with him. So I think a little mystery and a relationship is good. So yeah. So don't tell everything about yourself, good or bad, have a dating CV as Kaylee said. So two points for that. But also I think Kaylee's bit about unconscious bias is just a good thing for all of us to think about in not just dating, but in life. And we're trying to survive our lives. And if you're not sure what unconscious bias is, there is a lot of good articles. There's a lot of good books out there uh, here in the UK. Why I'm no longer talking to white people about race is a great one. But do some research, look up unconscious bias, because it's something we all and it's not just about race, like it's also about gender, you know, like defaulting thinking a main character in a play or a book or whatever is always a man and stuff like that. Like, there's all there's all sorts of unconscious bias out there. So I think that's just good life advice. So I'm giving Kaylee two points for that. So now we're going round three with Daisy at four points, Kaylee at two points. With that, Kaylee, what is your final top tip? Okay, so my final top tip isn't too far away from daisies actually i think it kind of is a nice little follow-on i don't think dating apps are just for flings whereas that's the sort of association of them i met my girlfriend on hinge my flatmate met her boyfriend on hinge my mum met her boyfriend on plenty of fish my best friends met her new partner on they met on bumble i think lots of meaningful relationships are coming out of Mm -hmm. online dating So my final top tip is to have boundaries. Just because you are chatting to them doesn't mean you have to tell them everything about yourself. I feel very strongly about this because you're not being secretive by holding information back about yourself when you're getting to know someone. Trust your instinct and share what you're comfortable with. Mm. I'm not sure about the what you're looking for question. Mm -hmm. It can be quite heavy on a first date. Yeah. I was asked that by a guy once and I said, I don't know. And he took that as I just wanted to shag. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't just want to shag, but I just didn't know how to answer that question because I hadn't come out then and I didn't know what I was looking for, to be honest. (laughs) I think I was looking for the wrong thing. So I think that's what was happening there. But when I went on a first date with the girl in between the lockdowns, I remember her going like what's your relationship like with her father with your with your father was one of the first questions and I felt really nervous and I just said oh he's not very nice and I told her some personal stories I never saw that girl again and she just knows <laughs> all this information about myself now I don't mind telling people on a podcast or whatever because that's this is this is what you do and I like to hear people tell stories about their lives but yeah. dating wise I'm not sure it's yeah, I, I think I felt responsible and obliged to tell her what she wants to know, giving her the power, whereas yeah. I don't have to. I could go, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, see him, every, <laughs> see him every four years. Yeah, pretty good. How's your relationship with your father? You know, I don't well, know. Well, it's all about spin too. You know, you're like, well, you know, we don't see each other that much. It's, you know, done. But That's all you have girl, to say. This girl was like diving. She was like, tell me more. <laughs> tell me 
more. <laughs> like she had daddy issues. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like the other thing, the have boundaries thing is I came and I had a book in my bag and I, my bag was like open and she just reached in and took the book out. Oh my God. Like, Did you read this on the bus? And I was like, wow. But this Rude. is, this, this is where yeah. you need to be like, hello, uh, you're obviously not for me because you've just went in my bag and I've yeah. never even met you before. Anyway, so, so you didn't have boundaries. No, and you gotta have you gotta have boundaries. Have boundaries. You gotta have boundaries. If it was a kids show, that would maybe be the jingle. But yeah, so what <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick example now from I haven't talked about it in a while, the cabins. So in the cabins, a guy goes in, he's he's never ever ever been on a date before. He tells that to the camera. Oh. Fair enough. On a reality TV show, that's how you've got on because you've never been on a date before. Yeah. They pair him with a girl who loves Essex guys, grafting for her attention, buying her lots of things. Like she loves attention. Literally the first thing he says to her is, hello, my name's blah, blah. I've never been on a date before. <laughs> I didn't. Th I don't think he needed to tell her that because she then makes an assumption on him and it's never going to go anywhere. No. If, if he'd have just kept that information to himself, gone, yeah. I don't need to tell her that I've never been on a date before. She might have been like, oh my God, he's great. Like he's different to all the other guys. But she'd already made a decision that he was this, that and the other. And so then after their first day at the cabin, she was like, yeah, I just don't think you're like giving me enough attention and like you're not doing enough for me. So they agreed to stay one more night. He plans a big massage, everything. But obviously, no matter what he yeah. does, and also, by the way, he keeps ringing his mum for advice. And oh, letting, no. letting her letting her know as well and she's no. like it's easy thing to slag off isn't it oh he keeps asking his mum for advice I don't think I can date a guy like this but anyway she comes down he's set up the music the candles and the massage and she's like I'm really sorry I can't and then they both go home but she'd made oh. her decision up the second yeah. he told her he'd never been on a date and then rang his mum and said help me <laughs> <laughs> uh Daisy your response thank you Kaylee I sometimes think, though, it'd be quite nice. Like, when my husband gets things wrong, his mum is so lovely. Sometimes I want my husband to ask his mum for advice more. <laughs> like, my husband's mum is so lovely. Her name's Jackie. And I would be like, Ben, you need to talk to Jackie. That's what I want to do. I'd be like, get Jackie's input. We need Jackie's input more in your life because I feel she would tell you to be, you know, more helpful <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you daisy and with that daisy what is your final top tip for surviving online dating okay so my final top tip is don't switch off so the professor of social psychology at tilburg university um i've just lost her name tilburg. but Tilburg is in there wait tilburg a funny uni sorry I might have to start this again. I think that's her name. I think I wrote it down wrong. Hang on, I'm going to have to Google it. No, fuck, it doesn't matter. You don't look like someone, a professor of social psychology at a university. And I don't know the name of the university or the person because I think I've just sort of melded them together. Anyway, right. She said that there is limited possibilities online and that basically as humans, we get into a position where because there's so much swiping and we're so overloaded with information, because it frustrates us, we become predisposed to reject people without question that we just yeah. go swipe no 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 and I did that all the time but then my husband literally this was how 
arbitrary deciding to go on a date with my husband was. He, well, he wasn't my husband at the time. Obviously, now I just, <laughs> I just go because he's my girl. husband. This is the worst tip I've ever given. Right when I first met him, we met on Tinder, and literally he sent me a gif of a bear waving. You oh, know, yeah. like these little bear waving gifts, and I was like, "That's adorable." And then he was like, "Oh, do you want to go for a drink after?" after work because obviously we were both working that day and I was like sure and I came straight from work I wasn't fussed at all about this day it was just geographically convenient for me on the way home and then obviously I met him fell in love got married we're still married now rest history but I think had I been in the mindset of just rejecting everyone I probably wouldn't have stopped on his or other people's profiles because you would just be like, no, no, no. So I think, yeah, just try to be more <laughs> open in your search. I wonder I wonder how much it is to go to the University of Tilburg. <laughs> I, I'm going to look up some psychology classes. I still, if that's, if that's not a uni, right, if it is a uni, you guys can shove it because that means I didn't just copy that. But if it's not, honestly, I think it's the worst name. Actually, there is Tilburg University. Fuck you both. Tilburg University. Yeah. In England. Uh, It's in the Netherlands. I've just Googled it. I would like a point because I lost all confidence the minute (laughs) that you two laughed at Tilburg University. I would like a compensation point for that being a real place. I didn't laugh at Tilburg. I laughed at the way you went, the University of Tilburg. And then you looked and then you went... And you lost you're faith like, in it. And it was yeah, really you funny. lost faith in yourself. You're like, actually, I think that's the professor's name. I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to take this train off the tracks while I still can. <laughs> I feel I lost my point, but it was to not reject people. That's what I was going to ask. So, because so, I wrote down, don't switch off. So, it's be more open. Is that what the it's tip don't is? switch off psychologically. So, don't psychologically. just be like, because it gets frustrating, because the actual app is frustrating to use. Don't switch off to the possibilities. To possibilities. I'm okay, great. Oh, that's so uplifting. Thank you, Daisy, for that. Kaylee, what is your response? I had a response, but it got laughed out of me. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is that one thing that warms me is Daisy Earl's laugh. And yeah. I think she hit a whole new high with her laugh yeah. today. And I hope it stays in because it was it was infectious. Infectious. <laughs> It usually is. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Okay, so for round three, we have Kaylee with have boundaries, trust your own instincts, and share what you think is comfortable. Daisy's response was that was, yeah, but also I wish my husband would call his mom more. And then Daisy, I'm pretty sure is, don't switch off psychological, psychologically, be open because these apps can be tiring. And also own your top tip, right, Molly? Own your top tip. (laughs) Own your top tip. So I'm going to give Daisy a point for her giggles and her finding a peakness in her her laugh. But I'm also going to give I'm going to give Kaylee two points for have boundaries. I think in online dating and just dating, have boundaries. If somebody's going over your boundaries, then dump their ass, don't or block them or do whatever. Like you need to have boundaries. Trust your instincts. That's okay. So that means Kaylee with five points, Daisy with five points. (laughs) This is what we're going to do for the tiebreaker. So ladies, 
I've never online dated. If tomorrow I have to suddenly online date, I want you to write my blurb. And what would that be? I'm just a small town girl living in the big city. I got some small town dreams that I bought to the UK. I'm an actress and a writer and a producer director. I'm a creative and I love improv. If you like creative things and America, I'm in London. And I love cats, especially Luna. She's my best friend, but I got other friends. Love Molly. Great. I think that was a Southern accent, which is pretty close. Great. In my brain, that's how you sound. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) I'll be honest. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, what what would yours be for me? Hello, everybody. I'm Molly. (laughs) (laughs) This is my English accent that I like to do sometimes when I'm doing improv, which is my favorite passion. I'm not really English. I'm actually American, but this is my English accent. Now, I've never done this thing before, so I'm a bit scared. But as long as you're nice, I think we'll get on. (laughs) Oh, God. I, I, okay, this this is really tough. Surprise. (laughs) I didn't know what else to do. It was very good. I mean, it was, it was great. Buy a hair, buy a hair. Katie, that was genuinely funny. I think just give Katie the points just for the accent. I was going to give it to you, actually. Oh, no, I, I loved it. It tickled me in a way I can't explain. I was like, <laughs> you know what's terrible? I was like, I don't really sound like that when I do my English accent. You do. And Molly, it's my favorite thing about you. So I had to do it. I was like, well, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, okay, fine. Kaylee, you have won online dating. <laughs> And uh, this has been How to Survive Online Dating. I am Molly, the online dating virgin Merwin. That is Cassidy. That is Earl. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at How the Number Two Survive Pod on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life Podcast. Or you can email us at How to Survive Your Life Pod at gmail.com, all one word. Thank you so much to everyone who's emailed and commented and liked on our stuff. We really appreciate it. And if you liked this episode or any of our previous episodes, please like and subscribe wherever you're listening to us maybe tell a friend we will talk to you next week bye 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 guys music badges are music badges are music badges are <laughs>